Hey everyone, you're tuned into episode 31 of the Hoops Life Podcast. We sitting here, I supposed to be a franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. I mean, listen, we talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining me on episode 31 of the Hoops Life podcast. I'm your host, Bryce. Come up on the show today, we discuss the Raptors' first ever NBA championship and how amazing that run was, along with the, the craziness that was NBA free agency with the likes of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving going to Brooklyn, uh, Kawhi Leonard to the Clippers, Kemba Walker to the Boston Celtics, amongst a ton of others. Join me on the podcast today. We have John Waldo. Uh, this is a this is a partially a celebration edition. I mean, I I've, I've been doing so much celebrating since the Raptors won. I I've been in a little bit of a hiatus. Mm-hmm. I'm back to life. My voice is back. I lost my voice, obviously. Um, one of the more well, the most stressful playoffs I've ever been a part of. Obviously, with the Raptors going to the finals and winning, but. Just the way in which it happened. Like, think about it. I mean, you got the Philly series, goes to seven games, Milwaukee being down 2 nothing, having a real four in a row. Then you had the Golden State series, a lot of one-point games. We lose at the buzzer in game five, but we the champs. We the mother and champs, boy. I didn't have to bleep uh, that one out this time. Yeah, I bleeped it for you. So, let's start with the celebration. I mean... Toronto hasn't seen a championship in 23, 24 years since the Blue Jays, Joe Carter, rounding the bases. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I thought the celebration was going to be crazy, but this was just insane. What did they say? Three million people showed up? Yeah, like uh, upwards of like two point something million. I, I don't know the exact numbers. It was a lot. But like, it's essentially all of Toronto... Well, and all of like Canada. Later. Yeah. All of Canada. Like people were coming. I, I heard people uh, decided that they were taking their vacation of the year just to come up for this. Like, they were, you know, they were planning on going to Cancun, but decided, hey, we get to go to the Raptors parade. Let's what, go. What was funny about that parade is in a world of very impatient people who can't even wait one second for their computer to load, mm-hmm. myself included... You had people showing up for the parade the night before at Nathan Phillips Square. You had people showing up with their children at 7 a.m. and waiting eight hours. Because, bro, people ain't impatient when they're just drinking and having fun. They were not. They got nowhere to go. Drinking and having there was no fun. It was it was a war of attrition. You don't think people were drinking at that damn parade? Listen, I'm telling you right now, it was a war of attrition. I was there. People were just yeah, trying to make before, it. I, by the time you got there, it was battle lines. But I'm talking at night, la, the night before. Oh, the night before, sure. Yeah, the they night get be- loaded up yes, there. Yes, the night before. I'm talking about the celebration parade yeah, where yeah. people sat for eight hours. It was one of the most grueling experiences of my life. I was there at 8 a.m. I stayed till about 3. And I was like, I'm, I'm out of here. Yeah, yeah. Didn't even make it to the... It's one of those things that I think like sound better. 
than they actually are. Yeah, like, but you look back on it and you and you realize you're a part of greatness. Yeah, maybe History. you will. Yeah. Like you haven't looked back yet, so we'll see. Yeah, but what you feel about that way. Yeah, with that win, a week later, in true Toronto fashion, you get the the rumblings. Well, is Kawhi gonna stay? Didn't even get to like really enjoy it before I got to start thinking about where Kawhi's gonna go. Hey man, you knew it was coming the whole time. We all knew. I don't know why you're acting surprised. Now. Yes. But let, let, let me give a shout out to Kawhi first, because he was an absolute amazing human being during that run. He, he carried us in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Not, not a damn person on the team wanted to take a shot in Game 7 but Kawhi. Yep. Against Milwaukee, he gave us everything, ended up guarding Giannis and, and putting the team on his back. And then what was beautiful about the Raptors' run in the finals was that it was a, a contribution of everyone. Like, you can't say Kawhi carried us the way he did in no. Philly and Milwaukee. Well, they defended us differently, too. So it, it required guys stepping up, and guys were ready for the moment. And guys weren't even just, like, they weren't, like, they came ready. They weren't, like, waiting for the opportunity. No, they came. They took the first punch yeah. on many occasions. They did. Larry came back swinging. What did he score the first 10 points 11, that last game? 11 points. I remember yeah. them very well. Yeah. Because that's my guy. I got my championship hat on. I got my jerseys in the back. Lowry. Hey, when everyone doubted him. It's a good day to be Kyle Lowry fan. <laughs> I'm telling you. He's out golfing with Steph Curry right now. Being like, sorry, buddy. I got my chips in the dip. <laughs> <laughs> I like my chips with that dip, with boy. The, with the dip. With the dip. So let's talk about Kawhi Leonard. So his free agency was probably one of the biggest um, unknowns I've ever seen in reporting history. 99 point, no, 100% of analysts didn't know a Bro, damn thing. Yes, 100. Don't even 99. 100. <laughs> None of them knew. You know what? I seen two days before he actually came out with it or it became public. Jalen Rose, who I actually, like, his word is usually bond. Like, he yeah. usually knows. You know, he's a former NBA player. He knows his sources are on point. If not, he's the probably the source. He said he's 99% sure the Raptors were getting him. Yes. So I was like, what? Yo, we got him, yo. I, because... Most yep. of the time, he's right. Yep. And then Chris Broussard, uh, two days before that, yeah. had said that it's over, it's done, he's going to the Lakers, they're doing some, they got just have, getting going through some stipulate little little things, but it's a wrap, he's going to the Lakers. Oh, is that where you got your source? Well, hey, listen. <laughs> so, well, I forgot to tell you about my other source, <laughs> Mr. Bulldog, a.k.a. Woj. Question yeah. mark. I don't yeah. know. Let me, let me, I, I can be the defend first to admit. I can man. defend myself. I was a bit emotional and I was taking, because nobody knew what Kawhi was going to do, I took the evidence. I'm like, he's meeting with Magic Johnson, asking them if they tried to trade for him in the first place. He's asking some of these like petty questions that you'd only ask towards the end of, of making a decision to go into that direction. Mm. I felt like he was going. To the Lakers. I didn't think there was a, a, a chance that he was going to the Clippers because they didn't have that second star. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anybody thought that, that that Paul George was going to Clippers the way that that happened. Yeah. And no one. No, no one. No one. Zero. Kawhi Leonard, in true Kawhi Leonard fashion, pulled one of the most stealth moves I've ever seen. And in the free agency. In free agency. I've ever seen. No but one knew. Man, this, this just like... It was such a boss move because literally 
I don't even know what kind of domino effect this is going to cause because he got someone who is on contract for three more years yeah. in OKC yeah. to go demand to his team that they need to get out. They traded out, got the Clippers to arrange this trade, and got the Thunder to agree to let go of someone who was in literally a top three MVP candidate this year. Yeah. So they just gave him up for tactics. Let, let, let's 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 take a step back here. So some things that didn't come out on the OKC side was that one, Paul George was looking at looking to leave. Yeah. yeah Nobody exactly. knew that. that. Number two, when Kawhi and Leonard Russell too, right? and Russell, when Kawhi made the call to Paul George to say, "Look, think about do you want to team up and go to the Clippers?" Um, that started the process, and that process included the Raptors potentially getting Paul George and Russell Westbrook. And what the OKC, Oklahoma City Thunder, wanted from the Raptors was was a king's ransom. They wanted Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Vliet, uh, Serge Ibaka, along with four unprotected draft picks in the future. It was was just something that... And some picks lost. And some picks. But the key here that a lot of people don't understand and why they're still questioning Masai not pulling the trigger on this is the fact that this is when Masai Ujiri clued in that Kawhi Leonard wanted to go to LA and he wasn't going to come back. Because Kawhi Leonard would not commit to the Raptors if they were able to, in fact, get Paul George mm-hmm. on, the, on, on the Toronto Raptors. Yeah. At that point, he knew the writing was on the wall. He yeah. was being used as leverage against the Clippers. The Clippers end up giving about 50 draft picks, it felt like, yeah. um, for the next uh, for the next decade. They're going to they're gonna be put, giving picks to them. Um, ended up being like five first-round picks. Who cares? It doesn't matter. A lot and well worth it yes. to make a run. Who well cares? worth it. An interesting thing that came out of that, though, was originally they said that Kawhi was committing to a four-year maximum contract with the Clippers. And then it came out that instead he'd be doing a two-year plus one. Well, you know why that wasn't surprising to me? Because I knew, or I didn't know, once again, I thought I knew, if he did sign with the Raps, that he was going to do a two-year plus one. Because we all know in the 10th year... You're able to get that super max, and you're supposed, and you get to get paid a lot more. So either I'm not surprised that he ended up doing it. Yeah, like sure he could have done the four year, but what if he's like, guys, this is just for money purposes. I'm going to come back if unless like things go mental. I don't take like I know Kawhi's just went from San Antonio to the Raptors now to the Clippers, but I don't take Kawhi for a guy that wants to just keep moving around. No, but I, I take him for a very unpredictable guy. And while I, I understand why he did it, I didn't. It, it surprised me because of his health and the way that he wanted more of like long-term flexibility. But what I think happened is by seeing Kevin Durant tear his Achilles and still get a full max four-year, four or five-year contract from Brooklyn, yeah. that gave him ease of mind that, hey, I, I could mess up my, my knee and I'm still going to get a max yeah, contract. Yeah, these guys, there's certain guys, there maybe four or five guys that have the security Yes. To have, you know, God willing, a, a, like a a terrible accident happen to them in the game and they can still get major money. Yeah. yeah super max money. So, so all in all, you know, much respect to, for Kawhi. I mean, the guy came and did in, in one year what nobody could do in the last 24 years of the Raptors' existence. Yeah. So respect to him. And I have no hard feelings. He he didn't ask to be here Not at all, man. They no. got you see some. They got Kawhi diss tracks and stuff. Like people no, are so petty, that, man. Yeah. Well, you know what? Anyone who's doing that doesn't know basketball. Let's talk about 
the Clippers as a result of getting Kawhi Leonard and Paul George? Are they the team to beat in 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 the NBA starting this year? Are, are they the team to beat? Man, to me, on uh, as you know, someone that you know who uh, coaches some young players and played the game and and just loves the game, uh, I cannot be more excited about their roster. Defensively, it's just like like they have the chance to be one of the best defensive teams. Like I know Doc Rivers is probably so excited just at home like a mad scientist thinking about the defensive schemes he could do with this team, right? Like you literally have opportunity to say, "Hey, Pat Bev, you're on the court. You're probably the best point guard defender in the league." Um, Paul George, you're probably one of the, you're probably one or two the best wing defender in the league. Kawhi goes same with you. Uh, Mo Harkless is not a slouch defensively. He's used to guarding the best defend the best offensive player on every team. So that's his job usually. Now he might be the fourth in line. Then you got Montrez Harrell, who's coming down to defend. So. On a defensive aspect alone, I'm extremely uh, excited about their team and their roster and the makeup. I think uh, Zubak is a great pickup. Personally, he was third in the NBA for like just like rim protection. So like just a guy that once again, another defensive um, player that can clog up the lane. Now you got Lou Will who comes in and gets you buckets. You know, Lou Will is going to get you buckets in any situation. It doesn't matter where you put him. He's getting you buckets. And, yeah, man, I think they, they got a great team. And then a young boy that everyone's sleeping on is the guy from Canada, Cabangale. That guy is going to play. I think he's going to play, and I think he's going to be a player. Yeah. Well, look, the Clippers are going to be dangerous. I mean, Kawhi Leonard, to me, is the best player in basketball. Like, I know people are still talking about LeBron, but I got Kawhi. And Kawhi and Paul George, the nice thing about Kawhi and why he can literally play with anyone is although he's very much an isolation player, he's a player that doesn't need the ball much. When he gets it, he does his thing. So efficient, right? So defensively, they're going to be amazing. And offensively, I think him and Paul George will work well together. Um, I think they're the team to beat as well. I, I mean, the Clippers, to me have a leg up on the Lakers. The Lakers, I think the Lakers got absolutely screwed in the Kawhi sweepstakes, not because they didn't get him, but because of who they missed out on as a result of having to wait for Kawhi Leonard to go. The problem was, as soon as free free agency hit, Kawhi didn't go anywhere for six days. So 95%... 90% of the time. He was top. waiting for that thing to go down with George, though. He was waiting. I understand. You know, everybody's like, oh, he's just doing whatever. But sure. It took a while, right? But from the Lakers' perspective, yeah. they missed out on players like Malcolm Brogdon. Yep. They missed on some key role players that they could have brought in. And no disrespect to Danny Green. Nope. But there's no chance he's getting $15 million from the Lakers if they're coming into free agency going after guys. Like, Danny Green is not worth 15 a year at his current rate. Bro. They overpaid. You know, for him. the market value is what the market says you're worth at that time. That, that's your market worth. So he is worth that. But I get what you mean as far as they could have got something better for that value. They, they could have got a lot better, you know, in so. different areas. But that's just the reality of it. And Danny Green's one of their better role players that they picked up. And too. That's, that's the sad part. Yeah. But here's the thing: Kawhi Leonard not only 
goes to the Clippers, but in the process prevents the Lakers from being as good as they could be just, by making the way. Like he's yeah, that's a even double by win. accident. Even if it's by accident and he didn't mean it and he's not this mastermind that we all try to make him be or create him to be, but he 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 always looks like it. He always looks like he's the clever one. Like you know what I mean? Like he looks like he's just out there mischievous, just like eh, eh, got you guys. Yeah. And he did. And that actually brings up a good point talking about mischievous some reports came out from Masai and Masai's meetings with Kawhi and his uh, his group, mm. and Kawhi or Masai came out and said, "Look, Kawhi was straightforward with me, but he said it in a way that he didn't throw in Uncle Dennis, who's his manager. He didn't say he was up front." And reports came out that some of the things that Kawhi's camp was asking for one last <laughs> they wanted complete control over personnel decisions. Number one. They wanted a stake in the Raptors, like they wanted a piece of like a piece of the Raptors. MLSC. Yes, they wanted a piece of the Raptors. Okay. So just some ridiculous claims, and at that point, it started to get to a point where Masai's like, and this is this is where I think Uncle Dennis kind of was was pushing Kawhi in a certain direction, and I think Kawhi was going to LA regardless, but I don't think Uncle Dennis helped. But man, you're a grown man. And I get your agent's supposed to do your, your job. Like, the agent's supposed to do his job. Sure. Or her job. Sure. But, Kawhi, if he didn't want to ask for these things, they wouldn't. That's true. But, you know what I mean? But, you know what? I had to rant for a second about it. Okay. But anyway, so let's let's talk about the Lakers real quick. So, the Lakers obviously made a trade for Anthony Davis. They shipped out... Uh, Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, Ingram, really good pieces. Anybody young with a pulse on that team? Anybody young, not, not named Kuzma. <laughs> yeah. So they had three players on the roster throughout free agency for the first few days. It was Kuzma, Anthony Davis, and LeBron James. They're now gonna. They've now brought in a lot of veteran pieces. Your boy Rondo, who you love. Yeah, yeah. Respect to that guy. Yeah. They brought back McGee. They they brought Cousins, who looked like he lost about thirty pounds since the finals. I have no yeah. idea if he's been like. I don't know what he's been doing for the last thirty. Days, but he looks like he lost so much weight. Yep. Um, so could be a great year for DeMarcus Cousins. A lot of veteran kind of pieces coming in that you don't know how it's going to fit, but you, you, you never know with the Lakers. So to me, the, the Lakers are second in the West. But again, like the West is so deep, I, I wouldn't even be surprised if they if they got shipped out in the second round, depending on yeah, who they're playing. I, I don't think seeding matters all that much because I think like literally one to eight every team is very good and i think there's like at this point like six teams in the west could win like in all fairness right now like there there is a level of parity that i haven't seen in the league for a while okay but but i don't i don't know about seeding i don't know because you got to gel right chemistry gel like that kind of True. stuff health, you can't, health health all that stuff you can't predict so i think the Lakers are a lock for a playoff spot. Oh, come on. Okay, yeah, yes. yeah, fair enough, right? And then the same with the Clippers. I don't know where they're going to be seated. But when it comes down to playoffs, what is the most important thing? What helps teams win championships? Defense, 100%. Defense. Yes. And when you got the best defensive individuals, and they come collectively, and we don't know what they've done as a team yet, but I assume that it's going to be really good defensively, with the Clippers, that's why I would lean towards them. The yeah. Lakers, uh, no, I don't know. You, do, you have no idea what's going to happen with them. So let's 
Let's touch on where the Raptors go from here. I like when you look at the Raptors, they have multiple expiring contracts right now. You have Serge Ibaka, twenty mil coming off the books after next year. Marcus All twenty five. Uh, Kyle Lowry thirty three. Van Vliet another ten. So they're gonna have ninety million dollars in cap space. Uh, after next year, so where do the Raptors go from here? Reports are saying that they're Van not a free agent after next after next year. Oh, the reports shoot. are saying that they're not looking to move anybody at this point. Who knows what happens during the season? Mm-hmm. If you're the Raptors, I guess you're just running it back. What, like, what do you? What would you do if you're Masai right now? Uh, I think for now, because like, listen, Masai, you're the golden boy at this point. You won a championship. I get he's competitive, but you have to understand you're not winning one right now. Like, you're not going to win one this year. So, it's either you try to cash in on those assets, and if you don't think the return is good enough, then you just be a competitive team in the East. Because we can for sure make the playoffs, and we could be a team that fights there. But um, if you can get a good return on those assets... Then you grab them too. Yeah. Well, I think the problem with with trying to get the return on the assets is you typically with an expiring contract have to take on some type of dead money. So, but if it's like a year, like say if it's sure. the same like a year, no, 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 and you get a couple first rounds or whatever, young some piece, young asset. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. We still have a very good regular season team. Like, yeah. don't don't forget we were seventeen and four without Kawhi Leonard. Like, we'll still be a top four or five seed. Like, without Kawhi, in my opinion. Yeah, like, it's not saying much in the East. It's not, it's not. But, I mean, if they want to run it back like that, they can. Um, So let's touch on a move that I knew was going to be in the New York area. I thought it was the Knicks Yeah. early on in the season. I said that on the the podcast. I remember you said that. I did. I wasn't far. I was 20 minutes away. Just down down in another borough, Brooklyn. All right? So, as it shakes out. Kyrie Irving leaves Brooklyn. I mean, leaves the Celtics and goes to Brooklyn. KD, after the injury in the finals, leaves the Warriors. He's going to be out for the entirety of the the next season. Goes to Brooklyn as well with Kyrie. Mm -hmm. Reports are that originally Kevin Durant was pushing for New York Knicks. Yeah. uh, Kyrie was always pushing for Brooklyn. And they ended up going Brooklyn because, one, way better team. Um, pieces around them, and then two from a management perspective. James Dolan, the owner of the New York Knicks, has done a, a horrendous job. Yeah. And it's th- sad because they actually have a good GM now, yeah. and they have a good like a players coach, David Fisdale. I love so, that coach. He's so, a great, great coach. So like, it's sad, but you got an owner that everybody hates, right? It's just like it's on wax. Like no one messes with him, and you know. So yeah, so. Uh, What's interesting is James Dolan actually came out and said that they weren't going to offer KD the the five year max, be cut four year max because they were concerned about his Achilles injury. Who are you to even like be able to say that when no one's even who's been playing for the Knicks as of late? So that just speaks to ownership. So the question is when you look at Brooklyn currently constructed, we can't talk about next year we, like the year after next. We got to talk about next year. Mm-hmm. They got Kyrie coming in yeah. replacing essentially D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. Where does Brooklyn go from here this year without KD? Um, I still think 
that coach did a great job instilling work ethic on every single day. Like those guys, that's one thing about Brooklyn that I got from watching them this year, and even a little bit of the year before, is that they were playing hard every game. So that's like, you know, they have an identity. And he changed the culture there. And he's a player's coach. They love playing for him. And they're bought, they bought into the system. So now, it's going to be a little close. It's going to be similar to Boston. The only difference is now Kyrie chose to be here. He wasn't traded to here. So he, get, he has the opportunity, now you would think, because he's locked in for four years, right? Four to five years, whatever it may be. Now he's going to have to try to make this work, as opposed to throwing the young guys under the bus. Very different scenario in the sense that in Boston, and I, and I called this early, very early, those young players were not going to take a backseat to Kyrie willingly, right? Yeah. And that was the challenge with Boston. With Brooklyn, these guys know, they know where they stand. They know who's coming in, yeah. and they know they got to play a specific role, which I think is going to be better for Kyrie. Yeah. This is going to be a pivotal year for Kyrie Irving's career because he needs to not win a championship with this current team, just show minus KD, he, but he, he show can he can lead yeah. and show him show us that you can make it to the second round with that team. Because yeah. if you can make it to the second round with that team, yeah. and then you get KD next year, I mean, you've oh, bro. Let's think about the roster. They got. They also didn't just get Kyrie and 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 KD. They also got Garrett Temple, who is a nice rotation piece. Three and D. Okay, three and D, and you know that's valued in the league. Mm-hmm. Then you got DeAndre Jordan, a yeah. nice little. Rim, I know not everyone loves him. He's, he can't shoot, can't whatever. But nice in the pick and roll, still a defensive anchor at the rim. And then you got you got the other big guy who was there, uh, Jared Allen. Jared Allen's good. Yeah. You got Spencer Dinwiddie, who's yeah. a baller. Yeah, yeah. Carlos Levert, who was close to being All Star before he got hurt. You got Joe Harris, who was the best shooting uh, percentage in the NBA. They got a lot of role players around them. To make them be a really good team. When KD gets here, it's going to be a different story. But this year, I think he has a chance. And let's not forget, the biggest thing with these stars is ego. All right? And, like, it's, it's, it's part of what makes them who they are is the fabric of who they are. But that ego can sometimes ruin situations, right? And we've seen that with Boston. Hopefully it doesn't happen with uh, Brooklyn. And even to touch on ego a little bit more, I... The reports have said that KD, before he got traded to Brooklyn, he didn't like how it sounded that he would get traded on a sign-and-trade for D'Angelo Russell straight up. So he's like, yo, you better add something to that. (laughs) So Golden State had to throw in some first-round picks just to cater to his ego yeah that's that's crazy <laughs> but um, you gotta do it right or you get nothing for him right yeah. he's doing you a solid by doing that yeah and yeah. look i think this is a year where Kyrie needs to needs to shock the world and show them hey this is who i am the east is not that strong like what i'd like to see happen for him mm-hmm. is you go play boston in the first round four five matchup three six matchup whatever and you take them out yeah and you show them this is this is what you're missing out on right now. Yeah, yeah. So let's pivot because this trade just came out yesterday, and I want to. I want to talk about this. One. Woo! I want to talk about this one. I'm, I'm a little hyped for this one. Man. So, uh, 
Russell Westbrook was wanting a trade from OKC. I had said all along, like, it doesn't make any sense that OKC would trade West, Russell Westbrook to, to Houston for Chris Paul. Houston would never do that. Well, Houston up and did it. So, as people may or may Houston, not know... Houston would never do it, right? I thought that Houston would never do it. Oh, you thought Houston would never do it? No, I, I thought Houston would never do it. Or, sorry, no, I thought OKC would never do yeah, it. Yeah, okay. Didn't make any sense for OKC. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, Russell Westbrook had asked for a trade, like I mentioned, and Chris Paul and James Harden weren't getting along. As people may or may not know... Russell Westbrook and James Harden played together seven years ago. They went to the finals together. There was all this hoopla about James Harden, Russell Westbrook, and Kevin Durant winning multiple championships. That never happened. Guys went their separate ways. Yesterday, OKC shipped out Russell Westbrook, brought in Chris Paul, got two or three first-round picks, along with a couple pick swaps. In comes Russell Westbrook with... James Harden. Now the question is, does that move make Houston a better team this year? Yes. Okay? My initial reaction is yes because at the end of the day, the team that gets the better player won the trade, in my opinion, most of the time. So, and you're talking about this year, so more so yes. Because you just traded a guy who's on the tailwind of his career a guy who I really, like, I admired growing up watching this guy play. But he just does not, he lost his step. Um, I found myself really frustrated watching him in the, 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 the semifinals or against Golden State, that series against Golden State, because he was not even trying to go by people. He was just trying to get fouls. Like, he was, he was a shell of himself. I didn't like it. I didn't like what he's become. He's 34 years old. And Russell's 29. Russell just came off, once again, I don't know. Yeah, people don't like the stats, but his third straight triple-double season. So you got superior skill. Now this becomes a coaching thing. D'Antoni, good luck, bud. You're going to have to make this work because you got number one and number two in ball usage in pretty much history of the NBA. So I don't know how you're going to make this happen, but your team has more skill because they were thinking about, think about this, they almost traded Eric Gordon and Capella and another piece just to get Jimmy Butler. And like that wouldn't have made them better. They actually got to keep their whole core and add Russell and take out Chris Paul. So I think they're better. I just don't know fit and chemistry how this is going to work. Look, if you... If Russell Westbrook and James Harden had not played together when they did, and if they weren't close friends, I tell you this is not—they're not. It's not a, a better for them. But something tells me that James has already had this conversation with Russell. Yeah. And he said, "Look, this is how it's gonna work." But the problem is, even if Russell's like, "Hey, you know what? You're right. I'm gonna." Take my usage down considerably, which he would have to, because that's how J- James is not going to change the way he plays. I can tell you that right now. But even, I don't think Russell's going to change. No, but even if, even if Russell takes a step back, because he's not the best player on his team anymore. Even if he takes a step back, what is he going to do sitting in the corner while James is dribbling, and knowing full well if you give the ball to Russell on a kick, he's not able to hit that three. So if I'm that defender guarding Russell Westbrook. 
I don't give a damn about him over there. You're going to like this is the thing. Chris Paul, elite players. But Chris yeah. Paul, yeah, shot forty four percent on catch and shoot threes yeah. last year. Forty four percent. Yeah. So you could not play off Chris Paul. No matter if they don't get along, you had to hug Chris Paul. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna catch and shoot and hit that. I know. So I have no clue how this is. This to me was a desperation move by Houston. It was a hail mary. I don't think there's. I don't think this is gonna work. This is not gonna produce a championship. To me, it was just a hey, we got to do something. And this tough for the guard though. Okay, that's the one thing though. Like teams have to match up with that. Now teams are like. Wow, like, is this, I don't know. Tell me a better backcourt in the NBA. Well, all I know is James is easier to guard now. He's easier to guard No, now. but there's still three other guys that can shoot, right? It's okay. You're always okay if Capella and him, like, Russ is going to, for me, Russ is going to have to be, like, for him, for this to work, Russ is going to have to first become more efficient, right? So, Instead of taking 7.73s a game, bring that down to four. Okay? Less. And, and, and whatever. Feel out the game. You're on, you're on. You're not, you're not. All right? But you're still an elite rim attacker. Right? And, and you know in this offense, they love getting to the rim, getting to the line, and shooting threes. Russ does not have to fall under all three. If he wants to be the best for this team... Then he will get to the rim and he'll get to the line and try to make the best things happen and do what he has to do because it's weird. A big part of Russell's game is the mid-range pull-up. And you know D'Antoni hates the mid-range pull-up. So we shall see what happens here. And Russ is just going to have to lock in in the gym. Like he has to get better at three-point shooting and that, that probably won't happen But or become an elite cutter. Just cut. If you cut... Yeah, I, the, the the only area, like the, the one area where I think Russell Westbrook will have the biggest impact is obviously in transition. For Houston to have any chance of this being like a significant uptick in, in their value as a team and how they perform is they, number one, have to be by far the fastest playing team in the league. Like they got to get, like they already got up and down, but they got to be. No, they, they weren't. Actually, I know you would think they were up and down. They weren't. Okay, so this they year. They were one of the worst. Okay, actually, so this year. They yeah. need. They need to. They need to be. They need to go. They need to go. So, it's yet to be seen. We'll see what happens. Let's. Um. I'm gonna take a quick minute because that's all this guy's gonna get of mine. His name's Jimmy Butler, who decided to decline a, a, a contract from Philadelphia that was more money. Why are you hating on the guy? Just give me a second. He decided to decline a, a contract with a better team. For more money yeah. to salsa dance his way and play dominoes in my in Miami Duh. in Havana. You're, you're hating on the dude. You probably do the same thing. I don't know about that. Yo, if someone said it would be tough, it would be tough. Say, hey Bryce, I got 140 million your, your name on it, and you get to be in, in salsa heaven over here in Miami. <laughs> what, bro? That would but Stop the, tripping, listen. Bro. At the end of the day, I'm a winner. I've always been a winner. Oh, you know, man. I like my chips and dip. So oh, I'd be staying in Philly if I was Jimmy Buckets, right? So, but it's free agency, man. You can't hold your, you know, your ideas to him. Like that's just fair. It's his choice. Well, Jimmy, best of luck. Jimmy obviously decided to go to Miami, yeah. take his talents to South Beach. Um, that'll be. There's not. They're not going to do anything. I heard Chris Paul might go there. Well, no. I mean, maybe maybe Chris Paul goes there, um, and then let me give a shout out actually to Sam Presti who has about 15 draft picks 
in a four-year span. And is probably going to get some more first-round draft picks in this Chris Paul trade. So he's going to double dip and get a trade. If he does it. But yeah, bro, let's talk about this. Let's really, really talk about this draft pick thing. People get excited on this stuff. And I get it, a one-two pick, sure. But how many times do people actually hit on these picks and win championships out of them? Well, I don't know. Boston's been capitalizing for ages. If they, If Danny Ainge... Have wasn't greedy. Yeah, but if Danny Grant, if Danny Ainge wasn't greedy, he could have got Paul George, he could have got Kawhi Leonard, and you could be talking about Boston being champions last year. But they weren't. You're right. But he had the picks to do it. But I'm just saying, they weren't. So, like, we look at this way, and I get it. For me, I'm, I'm, I'm not in the, the world of, hey, let's be mediocre. You know, let's make the playoffs. No, I don't like that. I don't want to be there. I'd rather be good and... And when I'm fighting to be good, I want to fight. I don't want to just be like, you know, like the worst, the tanking teams. I don't want to be like that. But I want to compete like the Brooklyn Nets did, sneak in for the playoff spot. But we're still rebuilding and we got picks and stuff. But I don't want to just rely on these picks, man. You got what? So what? You got a 10 picks. What does that mean? I think it, it was Just genius. got rid of two guys. Yeah. One guy was a top 10 player for sure. Yeah. And the other guy's top 20 for sure. Sure. And you brought in, you know, a, a, a great up-and-coming point guard. And you got a bunch of picks that I personally think, the way that they were positioned out to, like, 20, 2024, 2026, I, don't, I think it's very likely that the Clippers could be not that great at that point. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's all hindsight. Who knows what's going to happen? It's, it's a few years from now. But um, last topic. Let's touch on... Kemba Walker actually going to Boston. That was interesting. I mean, basically it was a, 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 a swap, you know. One person went somewhere and the other one another place. But in that, obviously, Al Horford decided not to come back. So when you look at Boston right now, did they get better with more opportunity for some of the younger guys? Or are they, worse, are they a worse team? No, no, no. Going into last year, they, um, they had legit... Like contention for winning, like like a lot of people thought they were contenders. They didn't end up living up uh, living up to the expectations, but they by no means are they better now. Okay, like literally, you got pretty much you took out Kyrie, and you got a guy in Kemba who's a great player, but he's just a smaller and slightly less efficient player than than Kyrie. So, I don't see how you win there. And then, you got you don't have Al Horford. Who's your big man? Ennis Kantar and Taco Fall? That's, that's all you got right now. So, you got... I, I, like, it's a good year where I hope Gordon, Al, uh, Gordon Hayward gets to come back from injury and he's back. This is the second year back. And he's going to be ready to go and lead the team. Jason Tatum steps up, becomes an all-star. You know, Jalen Brown's a, a producing well. Like, I, I want to see them do that and just get better. But I don't think this year, like, they have no chance of winning. So, well, for me to say they're better, I'd just be lying. I think Kemba is a better leader than Kyrie Irving. And I think he'll be a better locker room player for them. Yeah. With that being said, I think not only losing Al Horford, but also 
Aaron Baines. Like those yeah. are two great defensive players, great team, great yeah. great locker room guys. I honestly don't think it's the Kyrie Irving piece that hurts you swapping that out for Kemba. I really just think it's the the bigs like you talked about. Yeah. And for me, this is a year where I don't want to hear anything from Jalen Brown. I don't want to hear anything from Jason Tatum. You better perform this year because yeah. you got. Here's the thing: the pre- the pressure's on them this they're, year. They're ready. I think they're ready. I think I. I you know, I think they're ready because I, I, I'm a believer in them. I think they really have a lot of upside in this league. Sure. How long are you going to rely on upside? What year is Jalen Brown going into? No, but they've already shown you promise, right? So it's not like they haven't shown us anything. I, I agree. Yeah. And and Jason Tatum has more leash than, than Jalen Brown at this point. Jalen Brown's in, is gonna, going into his fourth or fifth year at this point, right? So Jalen Brown, to me, had a tough year and then came on towards the playoffs, actually started to play well. He's going to have to have a great year. Tatum, I mean, you've been doing all that work with Kobe in the offseason. Let's see you put that to work. So I'm interested to see how this team does. They could surprise some people. Second-round team, maybe. But again, the big situation to me is is something that is probably going to hold them back from being able to do anything in the East. Yep. And, and that's that. I mean... The only last topic that we can touch on, which doesn't even really need to be talked about, is is the Philadelphia 76ers. To me, they got... They got worse. They lost J.J. Redick, who to me made Ben Simmons' life a lot easier. And then they lost Jimmy Buckets, who was their go-to guy. Mm -hmm. So in re-signing Tobias Harris, obviously they have Josh Richardson now, but I don't think he pushes the needle forward that much. They need to have either Tobias show that he can be that guy or Joel Embiid's got to be that guy. Well, Tobias has shown that he has. Like, right, he averaged 20 for the Clippers so now, Joel Embiid, like, there's no question about it. Joel Embiid needs to be the best player on the team. And Joel Embiid needs to be on the block a lot more. That's the problem for me. I found him kind of surfacing or just wandering around the three-point line too much. He needs to be on the block and dominate. Like, like I, I, I really hope that he just watches, like, Shaq circa early 2000s and just says, I'm going to be that. Yeah, but who's the last center to be the guy you give the ball to in the fourth quarter in the playoffs? But Tobias can be the guy. Um, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, Richardson could get some shots. You could, you could get some guy. Or, Richardson, or Richardson was not, not going to be that guy. And uh, Well, Tim Duncan used to get the ball. If he's down two, they'd give it to Timmy. Like, if you know what I mean? Like, you can do stuff like that. If you're... He is... He's really good. He's not even. He's not like a. He's new age big. He can stretch out. He's fast. He's agile. He's really good. He can. But the Ben Simmons and B thing, they're not. They're not a fit. Like Ben Simmons can't shoot, and you got like those two. And B doesn't shoot the three well enough still, and and. Ben Simmons doesn't take them. Well, they also got Al Horford. Are we gonna just like forget about that pick? Forget about that pickup. Like that's a huge pickup. That's a big pickup. The only thing I'm worried about, I think that they're a very good team. I think they're very good. The only thing for me is the spacing of the court is going to be tough for me. That's all. So, coach, once again, this is another challenge to a coach. Just like I said with D'Antoni, same thing with you over in Philly. You need to find a way. Yeah, Yeah, you need to find a way with this, man. Because you got a non-shooter with Simmons. And he was doing a really good job, I think, when they put him to the dunker spot. 
on the block. Yeah, he was doing good. He was doing a really good job, active on the rebounds. But what are you going to do now that you have him, Horford, and Embiid on the court at the same time? I don't. It's going to be tough. It is going to be tough. You're going to have one of the tallest teams, average height wise. Yeah. So you better be winning the rebound battle. Yeah, they handily. will. But again, to me, late game situation, playoffs, fourth quarters. That's something I do not know. Spacing. Tobias is going to need to take a huge step forward. Yeah. He did it in the he did it in the regular season, but he didn't show me he could be more than a catch and shoot guy um, in the playoffs. And that's what Jimmy gave them. Yeah. And that's where I think to me, like Jimmy grew on me quite a bit this past playoffs, showing like his efficiency. He got buckets whenever he needed they needed a bucket. So, anyways. Appreciate you jumping on. I mean, Always, man. ridiculous amount of free agent signings, and it's That's exciting. Man. I actually heard something. Shout out to Jalen Rose. This is the this is the era of the dynamic duos. We've lost. We've left the super team era. Yeah, we have. That's crazy. Yeah. So it's nice to see like two people pairing up on all these different and, teams, and, and, and it just once again, the freaking G, Kawhi Leonard created that domino right because he could have went to the lakers and said hey nba and all that parody that we all want it's done (laughs) bye-bye no but he 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 decided to take on the the competition the tougher challenge and i respect him for that yeah that's i that's why i said if he went to the clippers i'd be okay with that yeah the lakers i would have been like you're you're you know like why man yeah like that's that's to me that's kind of punk move yeah but he's not he's not and you know what he's Kawhi leonard and i wish him the best of luck and who knows? Maybe he comes back in two years with with Giannis. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey man, I'm all for it. Why, man? Two years, baby. Wishful thinking. Appreciate you jumping on, John. No, no. And uh, listeners, make sure you like and subscribe, and we'll see you next time.